I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. podcast exploring the zeitgeist and life in your 20s, hosted by a girl who talks a lot. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of She's All Talk. Um, I'm Ailish, your host. I hope that you've had a good week, had a good weekend, um, enjoyed your time. Sorry if I sound a little nasally. I'm still kind of kicking a head cold, which you'd know if you follow me on Instagram, which is just she's all talk pod. But yeah, um, I hope you're well. I'm feeling a lot better, honestly. I had a bit of a rough week. I just like came down with a cold and still had to, to go to work. Um, and yeah, because we were a person down, so... Um, I felt kind of bad if I took a day off because then we wouldn't really have many stories for the paper. Anyways, yeah, it was more just like a me thing. I probably should have taken a day off at some point, but I'm feeling a lot better now, which is good. I'm nearly a hundred percent, I would say. And yeah, I had, I guess a good week. Um, kind of had a bit of a bad day on Thursday, but then the week picked itself back up on Friday. And then my boyfriend came down to to see me on the weekend. And yeah, spent the weekend kind of just chilling, did a lot of housework and cleaning stuff that needed to be done, which honestly I find really relaxing and kind of de-stresses me because I love cleaning. It's, I think it's really good for the mind. And I think if you're feeling stressed, I really recommend like deep cleaning a room in your house or something, because I honestly think it can really impact your mood and kind of turn your day around. So the thing that I've been loving um, over the last week, a bit longer actually, but yeah, the last week is a YouTuber this time. Um, the last YouTuber I told you to watch, I think, was Nana Florence because I love her. But this time I'm recommending Delaney Childs. Um, same last name as myself, which is a bit of a bonus. But Delaney's kind of a fashion, beauty, oh yeah, fashion, beauty, lifestyle YouTuber. Um, but I've really been really enjoying her vlogs. She does weekly vlogs and they're like sometimes around half an hour long. Um, and yeah, I just kind of like putting them on in the, in the background and I don't know, I like having vlogs on in the background. It's nice background noise when you're just like doing the dishes or 
pottering around the house or something. It's nice to fill the space with something. But also I really enjoy the the atmosphere and the personality that she has that comes across in her videos. There are some YouTubers I've watched before that have like half an hour vlogs, um, but their lives are just kind of boring. Whereas hers, even if she was just doing mundane stuff like grocery shopping, her and her boyfriend Clayton have such authentic and genuine personalities that come across on camera that you're actually interested in watching them and you actually want to to know um, how their week's been and that sort of stuff. So that's what I've really been enjoying over the last week, especially this weekend. I've had um, been catching up on a lot of her old vlogs. She recently moved into a new house that her and her Clayton bought. Um, so I've just loved watching her um, kind of decorate that space and, and bring it all together. And it is storming hard outside today, kind of lashing down with rain at the moment. So yeah it's nice to have something to watch because I feel like rainy weather is like the perfect time to to just cuddle up and cozy yourself up and, and watch a movie or some YouTube or something like that so that's what I've been doing and I think I'm gonna watch a bit of a cheesy Netflix movie tonight there's a new one with Sabrina Carpenter and I love her I think she's great um but it looks like a real cheesy dancing movie and um sometimes I'm just a sucker for a Netflix cheesy movie Although I'm not quite a sucker for the kissing booth, not quite down to that level of cheese, but maybe we'll get there. Who knows? Okay, roll the day. If you guys follow me on Instagram, then you've probably seen um, the post I did recently—a bit of a, a bit of a new rebranding for the podcast. Um, I've done, I mean, I've spoken in a couple episodes more so about like pop culture topics and what's floating around in, um, my news cycle and that sort of thing. Um, and spoken about that in, in episodes and I'm really gonna, I think I'm going to shift a bit more towards that. Like I'll still do the nice lifestyle, um, episodes, like my fitness routine, those sort of things. Cause I do enjoy listening to those and like, that's what I consume on YouTube and stuff as well. But yeah, I am a sucker for a good podcast, um, discussing what's happening in the world around us and how it relates to people my age and just kind of going through what actually matters to, to our generation. And I think that's what this is. She's all talk is going to take a bit of a shift towards more so critiquing, discussing, analyzing what's happening in our zeitgeist, what's going on in the world around us and um, what's happening in our culture space, pop culture, what's going on. So to kind of kickstart this, I thought it would be the perfect opportunity um, to talk about the Ellen show drama. I'm sure you've probably seen the stories floating around the internet by now talking about Ellen DeGeneres and the alleged toxic work culture on her show. And I honestly, I thought it would be a really interesting topic to unpack for today's episode. So I first read about the drama surrounding the Ellen show and Ellen herself on Twitter, maybe about a month or so ago. And when I did some digging into the topic, it seems that the news cycle kind of kickstarted it um, with a BuzzFeed news article, which was a bit of a bombshell expose, quoting former employees who alleged that the Ellen show had a toxic work culture and honestly was just not the place, like the vibe in the and the atmosphere and the work culture just did not match the 
the attitudes that's displayed on screen on the actual show. Cosmopolitan did a really well-written and well-structured article that's a timeline of the whole drama, which I found very interesting. So I'll link that in the show notes because it kind of makes the whole saga a bit more easier to follow. Um, And I really recommend you kind of take a squeeze through that because you just kind of read it and you're like, ooh, wow. So I'm sure you're aware, but Ellen's basically built her brand on the mantra of be kind. But then you have to kind of question, what about behind the scenes? Surely with a mantra and a motto of be kind, that would convey to behind the scenes and those working in the offices and not just to the celebrities on the actual show. In the BuzzFeed article, one current and 10 former employees voiced allegations of racism, fear, and intimidation. They told BuzzFeed News that some of them were fired after taking medical leave or bereavement days to attend family funerals, while others said they were instructed by managers not to speak to Ellen if they saw her around the office, which is a bit odd. Um, There were also claims of racist comments made and a whole bunch more that are not that great. Let's just say that. Most of these employees told BuzzFeed that they blamed the executive producers and senior managers, but at the end of the day, it is Ellen's brand and it's Ellen's name that will take the hit. I just think it's kind of interesting and it's important to remember that, that it is the Ellen show and it is her branding that is so controversial in this because she has branded herself on being kind and funny and that warm, friendly face that you can see on your daytime television. I think it kind of brings about the question in all of this is if this is all kind of going on behind the scenes, did Ellen really not know about it? And we'll never actually know the answer to that. Um, whether it's a genuine not knowing or she'd heard murmurs or something like we'll never actually know but it's definitely something to think about and you could easily argue both sides and say that she's the figurehead and just kind of the face for the show and she may not have known about the management and work dramas but then from the other side you could also easily argue that it's her show and she should do better to cultivate a kind environment that she preaches because she essentially hires the people at the top of the show. Um, she kind of, the hiring chain comes from her. She is kind of the top. So if that's the environment that's created, then that's an issue that's to do with her. And there've been plenty of public figures who have spoken out um, about the not so great experiences on the show, like Nikki Tutorials, um, the makeup artist, an influencer who told a Dutch publication that she didn't exactly have the best experience on the show. And she's just kind of one example um, of that. Oh, there was just lightning out my window. That's really fun. Um, So BuzzFeed posted a follow-up article basically saying that the executive producers would launch an internal investigation into the allegations and the claims from staff members and from former staff members. Variety then reported that Ellen had sent a letter addressing her staff and apologizing. And um, these are a couple of snippets from the letter that I found quite interesting. So Ellen wrote to her staff and said, On day one of our show, I told everyone in our first meeting that the Ellen DeGeneres show would be a place of happiness. No one ever 
no one would ever raise their voice and everyone would be treated with respect. Obviously, something changed and I'm disappointed to learn that this has not been the case. She also wrote, my name is on the show and everything we do and I take responsibility for that. So it seems like Ellen has taken responsibility for what's going on because it is her show. But in her letter, she also kind of puts it back on the producers. She wrote, as we've grown exponentially, I've not been able to stay on top of everything and relied on others to do their jobs as they knew I'd want them done. Clearly some didn't. That will now change and I'm committed to ensuring this does not happen again. So it's like she's saying... Yes, this is hap- some of these things have happened. It's, she doesn't really confirm or deny whether what's going on. Um, but yeah, she seems to kind of be taking a bit of responsibility because it is the Ellen show. Um, so her name is associated with the drama, whether she's involved or whether she knows about it or not. But then it is kind of pushed back onto the executive staffs. But I guess if it is the executive staff who are the ones kind of causing the drama, then that's what's to be expected but I have also heard of things that Ellen herself isn't very nice but again who's to know what um what's true there so Ellen's known for being friends with a whole lot of celebrities um apart from maybe the queen Dakota Johnson who seems to not care about Ellen's previous attempt to cause a scene with her on the show over her birthday party and stuff like that and a lot of these celebrities such as Katy Perry and Ashton Kutcher are speaking out on Twitter and on other social media platforms saying that they've only had good experiences on the Ellen show. And while I think that is completely fair, I did see a couple of tweets saying, of course, Ellen and the show would treat its guests different to its staff, which I think is definitely something to to take into consideration. Of course, the people that they want to be on the show and the people that they're welcoming, the people that are bringing the views to the show are going to get special treatment and not the same Like it might not necessarily be the same treatment that the staff members on the show are receiving. So I think that is something that's important to remember when you're trying to discuss and critique what's going on with the Ellen show drama. Ellen's wife, Portia, also took to Instagram to to post um, a picture saying, I stand by Ellen, which had a bunch of hashtags saying the same thing, I stand by Ellen and I stand by Ellen DeGeneres and be kind to one another, which is an interesting take because the whole issue kind of stems from a lack of kindness in the workplace. So recently, the New York Post reported that ratings for the show actually plunged to an all-time low last month amid the backstage drama, which is quite interesting. So I guess people... I mean, you'd assume that it's linked that people are hearing the murmurs of maybe Ellen's not the nicest person or the workplace isn't the nicest to be a part of. And that's contributing to a, a decrease in in people actually watching and supporting the show. So I guess I'm kind of intrigued to see where this will head to next and whether it'll all blow over as drama often does. You can only take what's happened with James Charles in the past. He lost millions of subscribers yet somehow gained them all back only later now people don't really talk about his drama so yeah I'm really intrigued to see where this will head next will it blow over or will something bigger happen will Ellen stay the face of the show or will someone else take over 
I'm just interested in following this along and, and seeing what happens next and how this progresses because there is so much depth and so many different stories and voices involved in this. So yeah, I, I really recommend you read the Cosmopolitan article that I'll link in the show notes because it can kind of help guide you through the chaos that is the Ellen DeGeneres debacle, I guess, to, to sum it up in a phrase. Another thing that I wanted to touch on today was Instagram reels. What is an Instagram reel for those of you who haven't witnessed them yet? Well, they launched, I think, maybe on Friday. And essentially, it's TikTok, but for Instagram. So you can create little videos with transitions and music behind it. And honestly, I'm not sure how it kind of differs from Instagram TV. But I think it's a way for Instagram to compete with TikTok as a platform, which is kind of perfect timing, I guess, um, considering TikTok is in the hot seat right now by President Donald Trump, who's kind of pushing for Microsoft to take control of American operations of TikTok, because I believe that he doesn't want the Chinese-owned company to gather people's data, which is kind of interesting in its own way, because... Facebook, who owns Instagram, essentially has all of our data anyway, but maybe that's okay because it's American. Who knows? I digress, but I'm really intrigued to hear what people's thoughts about Instagram Reels are because it's essentially a carbon copy of TikTok. Um, It's got the same songs and the same transitions, and I've seen a few TikTok stars kind of post them. Um on Instagram and it's literally the same content that they would be posting on TikTok. So I'm genuinely intrigued to see whether this platform will take off on Instagram, whether it'll be able to compete with TikTok or whether people will kind of stay loyal to TikTok and the the algorithm that that platform has in generating um, kind of unique content for the users because TikTok is quite specific in the in the content that you'll see on your for you page which I think might be hard to to compete with on Instagram's end but who knows it'll be really interesting to see how this pans out um I've seen a heap of influencers promoting it with their own reels and honestly I would love to know how much they've been paid to do that especially because they're all active TikTok users like I wonder whether they will kind of ditch TikTok as a platform and start using Instagram Reels instead or whether they'll keep using TikTok as a platform and as a way to have another platform on top of, say, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. So that'll be interesting to see as well. Maybe this will kind of work out better for influencers because they'll be able to promote their content and make money through Instagram and Reels will be a part of that rather than having to have TikTok as well to make videos like that and they can kind of keep things all on one platform but I'm not sure if Reels will actually garner and kind of attract the same audience that TikTok has on its platform Um, because the TikTok platform is quite powerful in the the sway that it has in that kind of sense of the market like nothing really competes with TikTok at the moment so it'll be interesting to see see what happens with this. Um, I wonder if eventually we'll kind of be condensed down to using one form of social media because it seems like Instagram's kind of trying to cover everything 
Like, remember when we all used Snapchat and then Instagram introduced Instagram stories? And I remember personally, I was like, oh, I'm not using Instagram stories. Like, that's so lame. And I stuck with Snapchat. And then soon I found that, no, I was going to start using Instagram stories and everyone was. Instagram stories kind of became the thing. And now everyone I know hardly posts on Snapchat, aside from maybe if they're drunk with their friends, they'll post on their Snapchat stories. But if it's something pretty and it's something that they want the world to actually see, it'll get posted on um, Instagram, which is interesting. So, yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see how things are in another five years, whether people actually start using Instagram reels or you start using Instagram reels. Um, let me know, send me a DM or comment on the, on the show because I don't know. I mean, it's, it's pretty smart of Instagram to kind of expand into different areas of the social media market rather than just being stuck in the, in the one, just post your photos because that's the best way to adapt but yeah I don't know personally I don't think I'll use not that I even really post on TikTok but I don't think I'll be using Instagram reels um I think I kind of like the idea of having another platform like TikTok that we can go and watch them on rather than having it on Instagram because I guess the one thing that probably won't come of this is people won't go to Instagram to make an account purely for the point of posting reels. Like with TikTok, people go on and they make accounts because they don't, like they might not necessarily want to link it to the the Instagram account. Um, they may want to be a bit more anonymous with that in a sense. So yeah, I guess it'll just be really interesting to see how things pan out in the sense of um, will people use it? Will it kind of flop? Because I'm yet to see anyone I know. I mean, it did literally just launch, but I'm yet to see anyone I actually know besides influencers use Instagram reels. Um, So I wonder if it literally will just be influencers who use Instagram reels or if it will pick up – and be used kind of by the layman like TikTok is. Like TikTok is not just the the influencers and the top guns. Whoa. Sorry, it's not just the influencers and the top guns who use TikTok. Like it is just the average person who kind of gets on board and that's how you can get, get famous. But I feel like on Instagram it's kind of harder to become a bit of a smash hit <laughs> for a lack of better phrasing. Like with TikTok you just need one good video and you're – you know, hit the big leagues. But I wonder if with Instagram reels, it'll be the same thing or if it's more like people will only see your your reel if they follow you because obviously with TikTok, that's not the case and that's kind of like how you can get famous on TikTok. Um, but yeah, I guess it'll just be really interesting to see how things pan out. I think that's kind of all I've got to say on the Instagram reels topic. I just wanted to throw it in there because I thought it'd be really interesting to to kind of point it out and see whether whether it'll take off, how it'll go. And I, I want to hear from you guys as well and know your thoughts on whether you'll use Instagram reels personally or if you're going to stick with TikTok. So <laughs> thanks for, for tuning in to today's episode, guys. Um, it is, I guess, a little bit of a different kind of structure. Not really. I mean, I just covered two different topics in the one episode, but I kind of like, 
um, touching on more of the the what's rolling around the zeitgeist kind of thing. Like I love including a little recommendation each week of a YouTuber or what I'm reading, what I'm listening to, what I'm watching, um, a little bit of a life update. And then I think that this is kind of going to be the structure, maybe touch on two or so so topics of things that I've seen floating around the floating around my news cycle, floating around my social media feeds, um, things that people are talking about, things that people are sharing, things that people are caring about over the last week or so. And I think that's what I'll be discussing each week rather than just like a lifestyle topic. Um, but I'm teeing up some some guests for some upcoming episodes, which should be a good time as well. So stay tuned for some more interesting content, guys, and I hope that you have a good week ahead. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back in your ears on Sunday. See ya! This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.